You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm excited about today's show. We are going to do, it's a little bit of a shorter show because we're going to be doing a set review. Actually, we're going to be doing a review of an entire product line, and I'm pretty excited about it. Ever since I got back into the hobby, I've really started to get a fascination and an appreciation for the oddball sets that came in the 70s and 80s, and today we're going to cover one of those sets. But first, as I like to do, we've had another five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I want to give a shout-out to Rocktober who said Mike's podcast is well thought out and very informational regarding selling your extra cards to make some money to pay for building your personal collection. Great short podcast about all angles in the cardboard hobby. Thanks again, Rocktober. And if you'd like to get a shout out, please take a second to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast platforms of choice. So thanks again. All right, let's get into the meat of the show. I'm going to start with a hot take. Slurpees are the best frozen drink ever invented. I don't know, maybe that's not a hot take, but regardless, I love Slurpees. So I spent the first 26 or 27 years of my life never having had one. You know, I grew up with my fair share of Mr. Misty's from Dairy Queen or Icy's from the popcorn shop at the mall, but we never had Slurpees growing up. I mean, even in Little League at the concession stand, you know, we as an eight-year-old, We wanted to get those multi-flavored suicide slushies. That's what we called them. Not a great name, but for whatever reason, a mixture of all eight flavors that they had, when we mixed them all together, it was known as a suicide in our town. I don't know why. I don't know why anybody's parents never thought that maybe we should uh, rename that something different, but they gladly took our money and, and served up that tragically named drink one after another all night long. But there were no 7-Elevens in central Illinois when I was growing up. And even today, the nearest one is 76 miles from me. But sometime in the mid-2000s, I finally had an opportunity to have a legit Slurpee, and it only took one for me to realize what the fuss was all about, and I was in love. But besides not having my own experience with Slurpees, not having one growing up, that also meant I never got to lay eyes on what's becoming one of my favorite oddball sets, and that's the Slurpee baseball disc. So some call them Slurpee coins, other people call them Slurpee discs, but either way, I think they're pretty awesome. They're 1.75 inch round discs, and they feature some of baseball's biggest names, and they were used as a promotional item over the course of eight different seasons between 1983 and 2000. Yeah, I realize that there's more than than eight years between 1983 and 2000, that's because some of their, there's a pretty significant break in, in the release of these products or in the release of these promo sets over the years. They debuted in 1983 with a small 12-coin set. It contained six Dodgers and six Angels, and it was only distributed in the greater LA area. Each coin had two images, and the image display changed depending on the angle you tilted the coin, kind of like sport flicks. There were single-image prototypes of what would become the 7-Eleven set that all featured Rod Carew, and they were all numbered 5 of 12. 
But instead of having the 7-Eleven logo on the back, these prototypes had a logo from a variety of other fast food restaurants. And so it's, you, you could see that this was something that they were trying to use as a, a pitch idea for a bunch of different companies. And 7-Eleven was actually the one that landed on, on taking them up on that offer. So that was year number one, a limited release in a limited geographic area. When 1984, it expanded to three regional releases of 24 players in each release. The first discs of each set were the same, so there was some overlap, but the next 18 players in each set were more closely tied to the teams from the east, central, or west regions where the discs were issued. 60 different players in total were used on the discs, and each MLB team had at least one player represented. The 1984 set was actually my first exposure to these 7-Eleven sets. A dealer at a local show I was at had the full 72-disc set for $10, and I couldn't pass that up. So I picked it up, and that's when I started to dig in and do some research. In 1985, the coins and their place in 7-Eleven promotional lineup continued to expand. This time, there were five different regional releases, with each region having 16 coins. The backs from each region had their own color, which provided another way to differentiate where the coins originated. In addition, there was a sixth set which celebrated 14 players from the world champion Detroit Tigers. The 83 and 84 sets had two images per player, but in 85, a third image was added. Also, three two and a quarter inch test coins produced in 85, but these are pretty tough to find, and I've not been able to find more of a story on why there was a, a different size or why they were testing kind of a different format for these. But regardless, there's some test coins from the 85 set. 1986 brought yet another twist to the product. Four regional releases of 16 coins were kind of a happy medium between the 84 and 85 promotion. However, in 1986, Dwight Gooden was the only player who got his own coin. Three different players shared space with the other 15 coins in the set. The first eight coins in each set were the same three players, but coins 9 through 16 had a variety of other different MLB card or MLB stars. I'm not sure why Gooden got his own, but he did regardless. Things started to get a little more crazy in 1987, and once again there were five regional sets, but this year each set had 16 discs. One had 15 and one had 12, so there was no uniformity at all. Some players were found in multiple regions, but no player was present in all five. Different codes and different color backs again helped differentiate which coins came from which region. This was also the fifth and final year of the initial Slurpee promotional run. There was a pretty big break there between 87, so 88, 89, and 90 didn't have any promo sets from Slurpee. But in 1981, the heart of the junk wax era, 7-Eleven decided to partner with Score to bring back the popular promotional set. And this would be the biggest run of Slurpee discs collectors had ever seen. There were eight different regional sets of 15 discs, and the checklists contain a ton of overlap. Things got more simple back in 1992 when 7-Eleven partnered with Score again, but this time there was only a single 26-coin national release. There was another giant break of about eight years before the final Slurpee set would come out, and this time it was produced by the Pacific Trading Card Company. The 30-coin set was also a single national release, and this time there was also an optional album that you could buy to help display your coins. This is also the first and only set to have the 7-Eleven logo on both the front and the back of the coin. 
I'm still only partway through my own collecting journey of these coins. I picked up, like I said, the 84 set was the first one that I bought as a complete set. I also picked up an 83 complete set. I've got about half of the 83 prototypes. The 85 and 86 set, I believe I've finally completed the full thing. But once we get into that 87 set, it got a little more difficult to put together. The same thing with 91. I've got a few of the regions and some random singles here and there, but I've still got a ways to go before I can finish it out. The 92 and the 2000 sets were a little easier to piece together, again, with it just being one national release, and so I picked those up on eBay as well. There's a couple major dealers, I guess that you'd call them, who have focused in on these Slurpee sets and have a, a pretty big stock and a pretty big inventory of them, and so that's where I went. And, and filled out a bunch of my needs and being able to consolidate some of those purchases all with one or two dealers kind of helped with the shipping um, costs and, and bundling it together. I was able to also work out some pretty decent discounts. And so that was, that was helpful. So over these coming years, I'm gonna to continue to try to piece them together. I think the test coins from 85 and the original promo cards with different companies on the back um, are gonna be some of the, the tougher ones to track down. Those are ones that I typically don't get to see too often. And so I'll be keeping an eye out online in the forums and also at the national for some of that kind of stuff. The other thing that I just wanted to touch on if you decide to dig into these is how to display them. You know, being round, they're a little bit awkward. They're a little bit too small to fit into a standard nine page or nine pocket page but what i found is there are 16 coin or 16 pocket pages that are primarily made to hold coins and the cardboard the square cardboard holders and those work really good for these and so i've started to transfer the coins that i've purchased the discs that i've purchased and put them in these 16 pocket pages and put them in a binder and that's been a great way to display those so that's something that you might want to consider if you want to start digging into these slurpee coins as well it really makes for a, a nice way to display them i've also got a full written review of these coins with some pictures of, of the coins from each era as well as the full complete checklist of each region and each year on waxpackhero.com so you can either search 7-Eleven baseball coins in Google, or you can go to the show notes section of the podcast, and I will have a link to the blog article there as well. Well, there you have my online review of the 7-Eleven baseball coins. If you have any questions or if you enjoy these, reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Send me a message or, or send me a tweet on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. I'd love to hear from you. And please take a second to rate and review the show. We're really trying to spread the word and help other people find it. And I'd appreciate any assistance that you can give me. Thanks, and I'll catch you next time.